was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do uh, Mastered MMA. Mastered <laughs> MMA. Mastered MMA. Mastered MMA. Yeah. And that'd be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I wanted. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mustard MMA. We've got a cracker today. The USC is back, and not only are they back, they're back with three cards in seven days, which is going to be pretty nice after this little break that we've had. Before we get cracking, my name is Joe. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined via Skype by Matthew. How you doing, Matt? Evening, sunshine. Evening, evening. Are you well? How are we all? I, I am dangerously well, dangerously well. How, good. How are you, more to the point? Are you all good? I am well. I'm feeling good, yeah. I've uh, I put some cardio into my workout regime, should we say. So I've just done that today. It's uh, tough, not used to it. I'm working my way up, but uh, what, it's nice. What is, what is this? Are we expecting a late dropout on Fire Island? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to keep fresh for that? I do know Diego Sanchez is on the lookout for one final opponent. Could you be it? That's it. This what we're after. I think I can make 170. I think that's doable. You reckon? <laughs> you're too, you're too, you're too tonk for that now, Joe, I think. But, um, it's good you're getting in shape. But normally people are sacked off their uh, their health goals come mid-Jan, so it's good to see the mustard MMA gym getting a bit of airtime. I'm loving it. That's it. Bit of new equipment, so it's fully, kit, fully kitted out in there, really. So ideally, get lockdown out of the way. Get it, run it, get it up and running. You can come down here. We'll get a little... Uh, Live mustard pod going from the mustard gym. That is that is the dream, isn't it? That, that is the, the dream at the moment. Dream. It is. It is. Finally, if you, if you don't know, we we were rebranding about. We had a little meeting in a pub, sort of. I don't know. Early March was it? Late Feb. We were like, <laughs> right, we'll we'll do this, that, and the other. We we're gonna have in person ones and stuff like that. And then we locked down for for a year. So it hasn't come to fruition just yet. But hopefully, twenty twenty one, we can get some of that going. Definitely. Talking about getting it going, let's get right going. That makes sense. Into, uh, <laughs> into the USC because we've got it on Saturday, Saturday night, and not only have we got the USC back, good main event, good card all round, but it is on UK TV at 8 p.m. UK time. The main event starts, so that is absolutely cracking news. It's excellent news, isn't it? I mean. You can just sort of dip in and out between fights. You, there's no, there's a lot of faff in between the fights, isn't there? Well, that's the only problem with watching it live. But when it's on a, a reasonable hour, on a Saturday night particularly, you can have a glass of red wine, Joe, with that's it. A nice little takeaway, yeah. maybe a beer. Uh, you can flick between match of the day and whatnot when the fight's on. On this perfect Saturday night, in my opinion. It is. And uh, we've also got fans back in the arena. I believe there's going to be about 2K, 2,000 fans back. I think it's 5,000 capacity, 2,000 fans back. All the strictest of uh, regulations by all accounts. I don't know who has got a ticket. I, I mean, you've done well. I would have thought to get one, but uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? We've kind of it's been over a year now with no fans, and I'm almost used to it. I do like it. I've grown accustomed to it, and uh, I, I can't really say I've got many complaints with it. But it will be interesting to see the fans back in there. Two thousand will be able to make a decent amount of noise. I would have thought. Uh, you've probably got some hardcores that are out there for specific people as well, I'd imagine. So we'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be it'll be new again in a way, won't it? Like having no fans was new. Going back to having fans will also be new. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm very intrigued to see what it's going to look like. Like you, Joe, I'm more than used to just having an empty arena, and it's and it's been fine and stuff. But 
I think this all obviously you got the empty arenas, then you got a packed out thirty thousand, twenty thousands, or whatever. I think two thousands, a quality amount as well, would be really cosy, all on top of the cage, much like the, the Cage Warriors ones they do at the Indigo next to the O2. Mm. I think there'll be a tremendous atmosphere in there, and I think it'll give uh, a certainly different look to Fire Island, what we've seen of late. So I'm buzzing for it. It's, it's going to be brilliant. But no, I think the rules are, Joe, if you sit there in your mask, how's this going to be managed? If you've got to be distanced? <laughs> yeah, you know? I, no, I don't know, I don't know uh, for, for certain, but I believe there are uh, pretty strict regulations in in place, I think you had to like fill out forms and all that, all that business to even like buy the ticket and stuff like that. So, I think by the looks of it, from what we've seen so far, it all runs a little bit like clockwork out out there for these type of events. So, yeah, uh, regulations, I'm sure, but uh, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know if you will have to sit there with a mask on, for example, throughout the whole card, which might be a little bit testing. Yeah, I think they're going to do it properly out there, and they're not going to muck about out in. Uh... Abu Dhabi, they, yeah. they do things properly over there. Not like here when you see in the, the football grounds, them them clowns with it on their chin masks. <laughs> yeah. So what is the point? Chin masks. You know, chin, chin, chin gets chin cold. It, your chin gets cold, um, but while, while COVID goes in the mouth. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Some of the things you see walking around. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be strict as you like out there. They're not going to muck around. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's good to have them back. I'm buzzing. It's going to be interesting, especially with like Conor McGregor next week. We don't want to talk too much about it this on this show, but next week we'll get into it more. But we've got a fight like that, Poirier and McGregor, with 2,000 fans there. It's going to be something quite special, I think. That'll be rocking, for sure. Yeah, it'll be very very intimate indeed. I think you're going to... At least the wooing won't be too loud. Yeah, so hopefully. That's, that's the best thing about it. I don't know if the wooers are the type of people who'd be out of who would go for these these select few tickets the wooers are like the dregs that come in at the end aren't they for the the cheap seats like us yeah exactly <laughs> like us although you wouldn't catch me wooing some no. but I think are you allowed to shout not sure that's the thing with the fans it's like is that part of the regulation is there even any point having fans Joe, if you can't make any noise <laughs> well what a waste of time Let's get cracking into the fights. We'll start with the main event because it is Max Holloway up against the dark horse of the division, Calvin Qatar. Uh, this is this is going to be a cracking fight all round. No matter what happens, it's going to be a brilliant fight. Huge opportunity for Calvin Qatar. Max Holloway had those couple of defeats, didn't he, for the, for the title. And uh, I think he's taken a little bit of a time off, a little bit of a break. I think it maybe has done him a little bit of a good, if I'm honest. Some of the attention and the hype away from him. He feels, he seems, I mean, he's always pretty chilled, isn't he? But he does seem very relaxed lately. So, uh, interesting fight. I do think, I do have to favour Max Holloway in this one. Calvin Qatar, he lost to Zabit a couple of fights ago, and then I think he's beaten Dan Igey, Jeremy Stevens. Decent wins, good wins, and he's looked, he's, looked, he's looked very good as well. Decent power in there. But I'm expecting big things from Max Holloway this weekend. That's what I'm really looking out for. Uh, I do expect him to show up and do well. Five rounds, it's what he's made for. Uh, you know, Alex Volkanovski done very well to get those wins. You know, questionably, I think you think maybe he might not have got that second win. But, you know, I'm not quite sure that Qatar brings to the table the same things that uh, that Volkanovski does t- to push Max Holloway. So I do fancy Max Holloway to get the win. But, yeah, still a big opportunity for Qatar on a, on a huge stage as well. You're not underestimating the dark horse of the division, are you there, Joe? I, I think I might be, yeah. It's sort of a pretty obvious cliche there, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, I think I'm un- undervaluing him. Yeah, I am as well. Um, 
I've picked Holloway to win the belt this year, so That's I'm true. obviously gonna, gonna I'm not gonna be plumping for the Dark Horse of the division to win this one. But all that aside, irrespective of my pick for the champion at the end of the year, I think Holloway's been a bit hard done by in both of them fights against Volkanovski. He might that first one maybe, maybe probably lost. But the second one I, I definitely thought we should have got the got the call from the judges, but is what it is, isn't it, as he says, but yeah. In, and either side of that, you've got the Edgar win, which I always completely forget about. The, the Poirier one, he took him to the wire a lot closer than it probably seemed when you go back and re-watch it. Yeah, I mean, Poirier's... mad to think he even fought Poirier. He, like, he was going, well, he tried to fight Khabib, didn't he, that time, but he was going for a little, <laughs> he was going for a little light heavyweight run. Didn't, yeah, it didn't turn out. He's still got it in him. He's still pretty young, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's just been around since he's about 15 or something yeah, stupid. Yeah. But when you look at Qatar, I think you make a good point. I think Dan Ige, great fighter. Yeah. He's certainly not established yet, though. He's got a win against him. And Jeremy Stevens, probably more on the, the sort of back nine of his career. So while it's a good win, he has seemed to struggle. Look at Khabib. Uh, not Khabib. Zabit. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> that was like Khabib. That was a, a blend Khabit. of the two. Khabib Shabokov. Um, when he fought Zabit, when he really fought someone at the top echelons of that division, he, he come up short. I mean, everyone keeps going on about if there was a fourth and fifth round, it, the tide was turning. Yeah. But there weren't a fourth and fifth round. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? But so maybe, he, maybe that obviously there is this weekend. Maybe that is key to his game. We'll find out, I suppose. Yeah. It might be. Well, it, no, there's no question if he does get a win this weekend. Oh. He's no longer the dark horse. No, no. He, he was right amongst it and probably in line for a title shot, you would say. <laughs> uh, won two last year in Fire Island. Max Holloway only had one last year and he'd lost. So there could be something in that. A bit of form is in his favour. But you've got to go back on their back catalogue of wins and general fights. And Max Holloway, for me, he's certainly not over the hill just yet. Plenty to give. And I think he's going to kickstart his title run uh, Saturday night. Co-main event is one I'm really looking forward to. Actually, it is a little bit of a throwback fight. Carlos Condit up against Matt Brown. You're a big Carlos, Carlos Condit fan. I'm a big Matt Brown fan. He's uh, always always mentioned it, but got a great episode on the JRE. But yeah, this is good. this is an interesting fight. I think I, lo- I like the look of this one. Condit got a win, didn't he, last time? He's been a bit of a tough run. Uh, Matt Brown, did he win his last one? I know he's had a couple of big elbow uh, victories recently, hasn't he? So he lost his last one, TKO, yeah. But obviously beat Diego Sanchez before that. So, uh, I, I mean, it's tough to call, I think, this one. I don't, I don't know about yourself, Matthew, but I, ca- I can't really pick a winner. I'll probably favour Matt Brown, if you had to push me. I think Matt Brown's actually looked all right at times. He yeah. just seems to get caught a bit now. The chins... All the wars are caught up with him, let's put it that way. I mean, we're looking at... It's 2021 now. These two are at the top of the division at the beginning of the last decade. They were both in the top five on great runs themselves in title fights, title eliminators. So it is a bit of a throwback, and it's amazing. They've only just started going to have this fight, yeah. Condit and Brown. So, but on paper, if both turn up, and with the result not really mattering too much, there's not a great deal riding on it in terms of where each fighter goes after this. You would imagine this is their last one. I'm hoping they both put it all on the line. Uh, a massively entertaining fight. Back and forth. I don't really care who wins, to be honest. Um, I just want to see that. I want to see the old of both. I want to see the old Condit and the old Brown throw down. Um, I think if you're going to pick someone to win, I th- I'd probably agree. I think Matt Brown's looked quite good of late. He just got caught a few times. Uh, it was Gieza, the last fight. 
Um, he, he got caught out pretty badly in that one. So no idea who's going to win that. I mean, you look at their records, man. 31 and 13, 22 and 17. That, that's a proper record. <laughs> that, that is, is yeah. a proper record. Um, I, I don't really care who wins. I just want to see a good fight. Obviously, I just want to see them and both put on a good showing. I don't want either to sort of turn up and think, Ugh, I'm not up for this. You know what I mean? I want yeah. to both turn up, throw down. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd have to agree there, actually. Yeah, and I, hopefully, hopefully it will be one of those because some um, just absolute legends of the sport in there, aren't they? So... Moving swiftly on, we've got another one. Santiago Ponzanibio is back. He actually, uh, the last time he fought, he beat Neil Magny, who was obviously headlining the card on uh, Wednesday. So, I mean, it's, it was an absolute age ago, though. November the 17th, 2018 was the last time Santiago Ponzanibio fought. I can't really remember what has happened in that time. In Injuries, amongst other things, I, I think. What's other things? Um, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not concrete, but I think, you know, I don't want to disparage him without any facts, but I I think there were some murmurings. There were some murmurings going on, so we'll leave it at that. But up until that point, I mean, he's got a 15, where is his record, Ponzinibbio? 27 (laughs) and 3 record. He's only lost, really, when when you look at it, to, well, Lorenz Larkin back in the day. I mean, that's it. He hasn't lost since... Sure, that's a throwback, that name. Yeah, 2015. He hasn't lost since 2015. Beat Colt McGee, Nadine Taleb, Gunnar Nelson, Mike Perry, Neil Magny. Not terribly active, but he is, he is very exciting to, to watch and a great fighter, I think. Well, you say he ain't lost since 2015. It helps when you ain't fought since 2018. Yeah, so. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he did look good. I don't know where he's gone. Uh, he's, he, if he's going to make a run, he's got to make it now because how many people have sort of grabbed the ball by the horn since then? Yeah. Gilbert Burns, Masvidal, Covington, all gone ahead of him since. Even the he last bloke right he beat, beat Magny's above him purely because he's been fighting in that time and winning, what was it, three on the bounce or something. Exactly, exactly. And he, he's got to have to win Saturday night and it's not going to be easy. The Leech, one of your favourites, I know. Uh, he come up short last time out, but fucking proper tough Monster. test yeah. if you've been out for three years, two and a half years, whatever it is. Um, whoever wins this, Right back up there in the top 10. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wonder if Ponzanibia will be more active after this one. Hopefully he will. I'm a big fan of Li Jingliang. He's put in some cracking performances. He has had some defeats, but he's, he put he always puts it out there on the line. He's always going to give you a right a right good go, and he's going to he's going to make you work for it. So definitely a, a, a potentially a rough one. First one back after over two years out. Throwing a, a coronavirus year in there as well. Gyms being shut and whatnot. Perhaps not where he where he is. I don't know, but should be an absolute war of a fight. I think. And if you look at those top three: Holloway, Qatar, Condit Brown, Pontonibio, Jing Liang, absolutely mustard top three there. That that is a cracking fight. That welterweight one. But when you go through it, yeah, I think we were saying uh, off air that perhaps this first glance this isn't great that great of a car. But when you go through it, there's some absolute uh, sleepers in there. Some hidden gems. It, I think it's. It's going to deliver no matter what, really. Mm. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, anything, talking of excitement, Joe, Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, he's back. Oh boy, he's come back. <laughs> yeah, he's up against Alessio Di Chirico, isn't he? Uh, who has lost his last three. So you're wondering, are they... Um, they're up, well, they, I mean, they've stuck Joaquin Buckley on a big card again. They're hoping to get another spinning back kick, whatever that was, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's they're not trying to hide that fact, are they? No, but... no not really. 
uh, we won't be too displeased if he does get one. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So that's uh, you got an interesting one there on the, in in the middleweights opening up the main card. We just go to Todorovic. We've spoken about him before. Up against someone I'm not uh, familiar with, to be honest. Punahele Soriano. Both unbeaten. I think you pronounced. I think you pronounced it better than I would. So, <laughs> Punahele Soriano. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, seven and oh, seven and oh. He's a Dana White boy. He's a Dana White lad. But Dusko Todorovic, we've spoken about him before, as you said. Ten and oh, only twenty six. Serbian lad. Last time out, he smashed the Quantum's end. Don't know if you remember. Absolute beast of a man. I fully expect him to sort of give uh, Soriano his um, first one on that record. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I think he's going to make a name for himself on this huge card. Um, as well as that, he's got a, he's got a win yep. over Michelle Pereira, Joe. So he's flavoured a month. So and that weren't too long ago. I think Todorovic can really make a name for himself uh, this weekend. As can your nan. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, no matter how many You're times, no matter how many times we make this joke to ourselves, I still laugh. Your nan Wu fighting on the prelims. Yeah, that's a great one. The prelims are good to be honest. You got Phil Hawes, who's obviously he had a highlight reel knockout in his last fight up against Nasordine Imavov. Good names on this one. Antonio, so good names. But then uh, a highlight for me, one to look out for. We spoke about him last week, talking about how he might have a big year this year. Tommy Breeze. It's up against Amari Akhmedov. It's going to be an interesting fight, I think. I think it's a nice win, not a nice winnable one for Tom Breeze, but I think he could win this one pretty well. Akhmedov lost to Chris Weidman last time out. He's had some good wins. Ian Heinish, Tim Boach, not too long ago. So uh, I'm I'm hoping, and I am expecting, a pretty good performance here from Tom Breeze. And after his last one, I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting a nice little stoppage there as well. Yeah, Akhmedov... Because of them wins you mentioned, obviously, before the Weidman loss, was racking him up and he found himself in the top 15. So he's number 13 at the minute, which so is a good opportunity for Brees, mm. for a Breesy boy to actually crack that top 15. Like I say, Akhmedov didn't look great in, in the Weidman loss. Weidman didn't look good in the Weidman win. Yeah. So God yeah. knows what that means for Akhmedov. So hopefully <laughs> it's a big opportunity for Brees to, to get a win. Like I say, on the, back, on the back of the last win where that stoppage was... Pretty spectacular, really, and hopefully he can do something similar on Saturday and kickstart a pretty inconsistent last couple of years. Cool. Anything else on that one? I'll tell you what one I'm looking forward to. This looks like uh, quite a jokes fight for me. Yeah. It's the heavyweight fight. You, you talk about good names. You've got Ch- uh, Carlos Boy Felipe versus Justin Badman Taffer. So I've looked at both of these boys' Sherdog profiles, and let me tell you this, there's going to be plenty of weight. <laughs> flying around I think I saw Taffer's last one. fight did he win his last one Taffer I think Taffer was on the Khabib Gaethje yeah. fight card uh, Australian lad he beat Juan Adams that was oh, no, it. on the Jones Reyes card that was it yeah looked pretty good I thought he's a absolute unit only four and one he is a unit as was, as is Carlos Boy Felipe <laughs> so keep your eye out for this one I think he'd be quite jokes he beat Jorgen De Castro out um Good name, yeah. Back in the last year. So, yeah, I think that could be a good one. Could be a good one, definitely. Um, what else we got here? There was definitely one more I had my eye on. Nah, must have been your nan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck, nan. So, normally at this point we would move on to the news, Matthew. We've had a little uh, chat. We've made an executive decision. There isn't much going on this week, is there? So, we're just going to move swiftly on to the Wednesday car because, as we say, it's an absolute treat to have another fight card on the Wednesday so unfortunately we won't get an episode out uh, before that in time if you see what I mean to do a separate one so we're going to throw it in with with this one here 
I suppose before we do move on, a quick little shout out to Mike Grundy, who unfortunately has had to pull out of the fight card this weekend. He had a nice little fight coming up. Obviously, it's been it's been a long time coming for Mike Grundy. I think the opportunities don't seem to have presented themselves. We haven't seen him in in the ring uh, in the octagon too much, but yeah, disappointing note on that one. But on to brighter things. There is a card, as I say. On Wednesday, another UFC card, and this one, Matthew, we spoke about the 8pm start time on the Saturday. This one next Wednesday will start at 5pm, which I'm absolutely buzzing for. I'll finish work, out free, work at 3, I'll get a nice little workout in, and then get cracking with the UFC all night. I mean, I'll have the prelims, I suppose, even before that. Perfect, perfect. I finish at 4, uh, not a lot of work getting done in that afternoon, I don't think. <laughs> no. Prelims on. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's brilliant. What I wish this could happen a bit more often, you it know what I mean? It definitely happen more often, shouldn't it? It makes such a difference. Just these Fire Island ones in particular, it's like... Yeah. What does it matter? You know what I mean? What does it matter? Um, but yeah, it's a shame the one we've got to pay for isn't a reasonable time, but we'll get into that more next week. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, they ain't silly. What do you fancy on this one? It's headed up by Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny. Opportunity knocks for these two after the Chimiev Edwards will they, won't they dance. That's it, so, yeah. uh, they, they won't <laughs> until later on in the year. So Chiesa and Magny, how are you seeing it? I like this one. I think this is a really good fight, actually. I'm very impressed with Chiesa so far since the move up in weight. And, uh, you know, potentially I think he could really do well. I think he looks, you know, solid at that, at that, at that division. Uh, get up against Neil Magny on a tear himself. It's the irrepressible Neil Magny, isn't it, in lots of ways. He's never going away, whether it's in a fight or over the course of a year, two years. So I think if if I'm being sort of selfish in a personal way, I'd quite like to see Kiesa get the win here. And I think that would really elevate him into that top seven, five. And from that point on, I think there's a lot of exciting fights to be seen and to be had there from Kiesa. But wouldn't surprise me if Magny does get the win because his style is... Um, irrepressible again I suppose he's never going to go away so it is a a really good fight I think and I am looking forward to it and I would like to see Kiesa come away with a win even get to get a nice finish on the ground that would probably be my ideal outcome tell you what I I really do like Neil Magny I think he's he's quite he's great isn't he he's quite underappreciated he keeps reinventing himself time and time again and he's in one of them reinventions as we speak beating some Proper. We've mentioned him before, the Leachy beat, Anthony Rocco Martin, Robbie Lawler, which none of them are easy. Um, but like you say, with Chiesa, it does seem that there's some kind of... Because he's he's making his first run at welterweight, he's not lost at welterweight yet, you feel like he could really go on a run and it could really mm. do with the injection of a of yeah. a new name in that at the top of that division. And as you say, he's so big at that division. Some of the names he's beat as well. Carlos Condit, Diego Sanchez, RDA. Look at RDA now, he's smashing it. So... I think Chiesa, I agree with you. I think he can really go on a bit of a run in this welterweight division as a bit of a dark horse. <laughs> um, with regards to the fight itself, I think it's a, a coin flip. I really do. Yeah. I think I think Magni, as I say, he's reinvented himself. He don't get tired. Never. Chiesa, no. in a five-round five fight, can he? We don't know. We know he's not cutting a hell of a lot of weight like he used to lightweight, and he's a big lad. So that could be an interesting thing in those third and fourth and fifth rounds. Like I said, I think it's a coin flip. I'd probably lean towards Chiesa, though. He's, he's looked pretty, to use a word of yours, irrepressible <laughs> in his run at 170. So I think he might get the nod. I don't think he'll have enough to finish Magni. I think he may uh, eke out a decision. 
Where, where, where does the winner go though, Joe? That's the that's the interesting thing here because obviously neither of these are huge names. They've got the talent, they've got the they've got the records, they got the chops. They have. But when you look at the top of that worldweight division, it seems to be chock full of uh, big names: Covington, Masvidal, Usman. You got even Burns in there fighting for the title. Edwards. Edwards is a big name now. Chimiev, he's going to jump the queue if he gets up there. Wonderboy. It seems to me this is basically uh, a number one contenders fight for the Wonderboy belt. So, do you, know, do you know what? I was literally preparing myself to say I reckon they'll give the winner Wonderboy. It's, uh, it's no one else to give them. No. Yeah. So, poor old Wonderboy. Not <laughs> again. Yeah, good fight there, though. It's... Um... Slightly quieter card, but I think this is going to be a little more of a breakthrough card. I think you've got the big one on, or a big one this Saturday, some big names. I think this Wednesday one is going to be a little bit of a breakthrough for some lesser names. And obviously, we top it up with a big pay-per-view card at the end of the week. Are you eyeballing there then, Joe? Who do you think is going to break through? Obviously, we've got a couple of couple of hometown lads on That's there, it. which we're, we're interested to see. In particular, uh, a young Welshman. 10-0, making his debut on the on the prelims there. Mason Jones, double champion at Cage Warriors, makes his debut against Mike Davis. Do you, what time is this one going to be on? About half past two in the afternoon? Something like that? Probably, yeah. I mean, this will be literally when I'm supposed to be working and doing work. <laughs> I want to fall. <laughs> but what a, way, what a way to spend work, eh? Watching Mason Jones smash it. Brilliant. On his debut in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, he's up against Mike Davis. Don't know a lot about Mike Davis, if I'm honest. He's fought, let's have a look, he's fought twice on the in the UFC. Lost to Gilbert Burns. No shame in that. And beat Thomas Gifford. Uh, TKO by the looks of it. Back end of 2019. Not a bad, not a bad win there. He had a couple of cancelled bites. So he's meant to fight uh, Jigar Chikadze, the Georgian. Yeah. So that's where yeah. I remember him from. That got cancelled twice. So he was up against Mason Jones. So probably got a little bit about him. Tough fight, tough fight, but I think Jones can rise to the occasion. He seems like he's ready. Uh, follow him on social media. He's well up for it, I think. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Hopefully another Welshman can make a splash, uh, as well as Lerone Murphy. He looked good in his last fight, uh, underdog win, I think in I think in Abu Dhabi last time. Um, obviously, there were fans that time around. He's fighting Douglas Silva de Andrade. Yep. I'm guessing he's Brazilian, this guy. He is, yeah, yeah. You'd know him if you if you if you um if you saw him, you'd know him. He's a decent decent test, I think, for Leroy Murphy. But yeah, I mean these these are the two big highlights this weekend, aren't they? A couple of Brits going in, like you say, the Welsh just on fire at the moment. Every single month, really, there's another Welsh fighter making their way into the UFC. So I yeah, it'd be interesting to see where these go. We mentioned there's it could be a big year for British fighters, really making you know really filling out those top tens with some British names. So this is what I'm most looking forward to and they could be yeah real big breakout opportunities on on massive cards the first one of the year or you know second one i suppose but everyone's going to be everyone's going to be tuned into these ones absolutely particularly as it's on such a reasonable time everyone clocking off work at 11 a.m to watch them and there's some other fighters on there i'm looking forward to seeing wally alves he hasn't been around for a while um he's a good fighter all the talent in the world another brazilian and uh, roxanne Murraferi as of well course. so She's always exciting, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, she was close to getting my uh, pick for fight, f- female fighter of the year, or that was uh, she was she had a good year last year. I think it had two wins and a loss, 
Roxanne Modafferi, a couple of, couple of upsets in there. So I think Roxanne Modafferi is kind of one that she's just a great character as well, isn't she? Great story, great personality and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You can't not like her. Um, there's no it's one on here. There's a, there's a fella, right? <laughs> right. Starting Not off Sue. normal. Sue. Well, her name's Sue, yeah. Sue uh, Mudareji, 13 and 4, fighting another bloke, 3 and 2. So this is very Bellator-esque matchmaking going on here. <laughs> you clocked that? Yeah, I think we saw Sue Mudareji fight recently. The fact he's fighting someone who's 3 and 2 is a little bit of a worry. <laughs> so get your money on Sue there, I think. And obviously Ricky Simone is in there as well, still knocking about. The mullet himself. The mullet returns. The names aren't quite as entertaining as the Saturday names, I would say. But No, but brilliant fights, I think, all round. Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And you can't argue with midweek fights on at a normal time, can you? So we mustn't grumble. Ah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, that's a lot to look forward to then, isn't it? This weekend, like we say, Holloway, Qatar, massive fight, that one. Chiesa Magni, massive fight as well, and a couple of Brits thrown in there. Obviously, we could have had one more this weekend, but that always spices it up for us. And then, yeah, next week, it's a big one, the return of Conor McGregor. We will get into it next week, but I am excited. I do expect him to get the win. I expect him to look pretty good, and hopefully we get a nice couple of fights out of him. But, yeah, that's a little, little teaser. Don't want to get into that, but that's, you know, it's only looking tremendous for the USC for the next few weeks. It is. It is looking very true. You've got title it's fights coming up. Back. Yeah, exactly. It's some of the fights being announced. I mean, your Usman Burns. Uh, Adesanya Miocic. Uh, yeah. Adesanya Blakovic, <laughs> sorry. Miocic. He's gone up again. And Garner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pl- plenty to get your teeth stuck into. I'm loving this week, though. Get back on Fire Island. It's always a cool concept, isn't it? I mean, particularly yeah, now with the added spice of the fans. And you've got McGregor there, so love him or hate him. Or whether you're indifferent, he always brings eyes to it. So it's always going to be interesting. Hopefully, don't overshadow what will be a quite a good fight card this week. So hopefully, Max Holloway can kickstart his new title run and get us off to a flyer. All right, we've been Mustard MMA. Thank you very much for listening. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are at the Mustard MMA on Instagram, Mustard MMA on Twitter. Give us a little follow. Go like and subscribe if you can. It's great to... Uh... Add some UFC to look forward to, like we said. He's starting the new year off with a bang. We're well underway now. So we'll catch you next time. Matthew, been a pleasure. Farewell, son. Farewell. Fare thee well. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) 